Welcome to the Women on the Move podcast. I'm your host, Sam Saperstein. This week, we're introducing a new component to our podcast called Founder Feature. These segments will be short, bi-weekly episodes highlighting founders who participated in the Techstars Founder Catalyst program that we sponsored since 2021. During the program, these women focused on refining their business models, honing their pitches, and building a network to help take their businesses to the next level. We're so excited to share these inspiring stories and the important challenges that they're tackling through their businesses. In this episode, I'm speaking with Marnie Goodroad, founder of Rebuilding. We'll hear about her journey in leading Rebuilding to support homeowners, contractors, and insurance companies. Marnie, welcome to the Women on the Move podcast. It's so great to have you on with us. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. So let's start off talking about your business, Rebuilding. Can you tell us more about it? What is it that you do? Rebuilding stands for Restore by Locking Documents. I don't know if you know, but right now there's a homeowner's crisis in Florida and in California. There's catastrophes that happen all across the U.S. multiple times a year. You're not always familiar with them, but they're destroying thousands and thousands of homes. Families are displaced. Global warming, they expect these type of catastrophes to increase. So with more and more families needing help, I created Rebuilding so they can rebuild. Do you work with consumers, insurance companies, or are you the insurer itself? How do you work within that ecosystem? Well, we actually service all three. We go ahead and we assist insurance carriers. We help the homeowners. And we also provide many benefits to the contractors by giving them opportunities and connections to make these repairs for these homeowners that are in desperate need. And it sounds like you're focusing on certain communities right now. Is that the case? And do you plan to go national at some point? Yes, we are currently at this time looking to secure some pilots with mid-sized carriers. And depending upon where their need is, that's where we want to be located at that time and then branch out nationally. How did you get started in this business? What was the original motivation for starting it? What problems specifically were you trying to solve? I got involved because of my father. He did pass away earlier this year. So I'd like to do a little shout out because he was a girl dad before it was a girl dad thing. After college, trying to figure out what to do, and I knew I couldn't sit in an office. And he was always in construction and a builder. And he says, hey, why don't you go be an adjuster? So I said, okay. And I went out and got my first job at State Farm. They paid more than any other industry at that time. So I was really ecstatic. Then I had a knack for it. I spent my career building and realizing that not much has changed since I began 28 years ago. It's slow, which causes more problems, which frustrates everybody, leads to lawsuits, more expenses, and other problems. That's why I set out and created Rebuilding, to fix it, to make it easier and safer and more beneficial to everybody involved, not just carriers, not just contractors but fixing this problem from the customer's perspective, from the insured, the one that really, really suffered the loss. Unfortunately, it seems like this need is growing in that we see so many storms and other natural disasters occurring all over the country. Did this market seem to be growing to you? There's a need to fix it because carriers, they're in business to make a profit. And contractors, they need to make a profit too. But the homeowners need their houses fixed. And right now, because of the way that it's handled, there are delays and problems in costing insurance carriers 
huge amounts of money because there's more lawsuits and there's more issues and things coming around. So they're trying to jump out of the homeowner's market, which it's impossible. People can't buy homes without insurance. So right now is a prime time to come in and fix this because it is fixable. Fantastic that you can come into that void. So I'd love to understand as a small business owner, what's your ambition? Of course, there's always financial ambition, there's status. My ambition is to help as many people as I can and just make it easier. It really is a difficult situation when you lose your home because it's so personal for you. From the company's perspective and contractor's perspective, it's their job, but it's personal for you. You still have to get up, go to work. You have to get your children to school. You have to pay your mortgage, and yet you can't live in your house or use your bathroom or enjoy what you work so hard for. It's all so personal, as you said. I mean, everybody I think can relate to that in some way. So as you're building this business, what are the ways you're going to measure success? The first way I'm going to measure success is securing those pilots onboarding contractors that are smaller in nature that have never had the ability to really obtain these types of jobs. My platform, Rebuilding, it's not a lead generation platform and it's not a managed repair system process that they currently use. Contractors will be able to sign on and access these jobs for free. They will only have to pay when they secure a contract. That way it benefits them both and it doesn't ship into their profit margin. So they don't have to make little cuts here and there to the homeowner. They can actually do the work that's out there for the price that they should be getting because we're not taking away from that. And then after you do these pilots, what is your, I'd say, near term to longer term goal for the business? The good thing about rebuilding is that it can also work within directly a carrier system or it can just be used as a tool on its own. So that makes it very beneficial. However, the long-term goal, I'm not sure if you're aware of this, but the second, sometimes it's fallen to the third, but consistently it ranks second consumer complaint in the United States is on home improvement and home repairs. So ultimately, because my process with rebuilding makes it completely transparent between the homeowner and the contractor, that we hope to solve that problem as well. Encompasses a much broader scope. But my niche and my market is right now on insurance because I want to help the people that are in need, and then we can help the people that have a want. When you think about the challenges facing small businesses in your personal experience or in your networks, what have some of those challenges been? Unrealistic expectations. Not understanding that building a business takes time. It takes commitment to actually make it succeed. There are a lot of ups and downs. Not every down is necessarily a bad thing. You learn from that. So you need to be able to go up and down and and deal with it as it comes and not let it put you off, not let it make you quit. Allow those things to make you stronger. You can learn from them. And another problem, people aren't willing to change with the knowledge that they gain. When something goes wrong, they're not necessarily willing to listen and compromise on a thought that they had previously. This is how I wanted my business to run. This is the way it's going to be. But when you're actually doing it, it might not work that way. You need to go back, maybe change, rethink it. Maybe your competitors are actually your allies. You have to really entertain everything. And I find people expect things too soon without putting the time in. Was there a pivot that you had to make in the business based on some learning or some experience or some original plan that you had just didn't work out? 
Absolutely. I created two successful businesses in California beforehand. It was from the ground up on my own dime. This was my first tech venture. So I thought, I'll just build it and it'll come. A little bit more costly, a little bit more learning curves in this whole new area for me. The people I had initially came on and were building it. I lost my head tech guy. Set me back a little bit, but you have to find out ways. You have to find ways to make it happen. And it may take a little longer than you thought, but it's possible. Got to persevere through those ups and downs. So you have been involved with Techstars through our Founder Catalyst program. And so I'd love to hear about your experience with that. What benefits did you gain by going through the program? One of the biggest benefits actually was it completely empowered me. We were a group of very diverse women. We were all in different businesses, different stages. Some were profitable, some were idea stages, some were like me that have MVPs. It was a really, really interesting group. We talked and we still communicate and ask questions and see, hey, does anyone want to give me any input on this? And that is really important. It was really about helping each other. And it was really nice to see other women in situations like I am that are building new businesses that may have not been done before. I love that. Was that network important to you as well from having the camaraderie to go through this and keep building together? And as you say, go through those ups and downs? Yes. For example, the tech aspect for me, I really wasn't aware that there were people called fractional tech advisors. That came out of that. And I was able to find one that really did some things I needed to update the platform. There was another benefit that it provided me. I hope it provided everybody else that has been a part of it. And that is the true value of mentorship. You learn that these mentors, they're donating their time, but they really want to see you succeed. They will take the time to work with you to try to help. And that is something that I think we take for granted. I'm so glad you found that. That is obviously one of the big components to the program that we're really trying to make sure everybody experiences, as is just making sure your pitch, your product market fit, the clarity of what you're trying to do is all there. So I'm pleased to hear. I have one more thing that Techstars Catalyst Founder Program really did help me out with. And that is right after I had applied to the Global Insurance Accelerate. And I was accepted in the 2023 cohort. An accelerator specifically focused on insurance, and they do add a little funding to you. Without Techstars, I don't think I would have been a part of it. And it was also a great experience that has helped rebuild and grow. I'm so glad to hear that. Congratulations. So Marty, we talked about some of your near-term goals for the business, but I'm curious if you think over the next five years, where would you like to be? What does that end state or state at that time look like for you? Like most startups, it would be optimal to be acquired by the right company. It can continue to grow and help people still be a part of it, still work, and make sure that it is really benefiting and doing the most it can to help as many as possible. However, If not, I am leading this as far as it can go. Well, we will be looking out for you and watching the growth of Rebuilding. Thank you so much for speaking with us, Marnie. It's such a pleasure, and I think you've tapped such an important market, so we wish you all the best. Thank you. I really appreciate you taking the time just to hear more about Rebuilding. Thank you for listening to our Founder Feature with Marnie Goodroad. 
It was so interesting to hear how her father inspired her to create her business and how the mission is so personal to her. To learn more about her business rebuilding, please visit at rebldin.com. The mission of Women on the Move is to help women in their professional and personal lives. Our goal is to introduce you to people with great ideas, inspiring stories, and a passion to make a difference. To learn more about Women on the Move and listen to the full library of this podcast, please visit jpmorganchase.com slash W-O-T-M. For JPMorgan Chase's Women on the Move, I'm Sam Saperstein. JPMorgan Chase Bank, N.A., member FDIC.